1: Sure, so just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com, or you can click the uh, link in the show notes to get started today.
0: Thanks again. Welcome to Bible Mysteries. You're listening to Episode 74, Transhumanism. What if there are secrets in the Bible
2: the world doesn't want you to know? Are you ready to take the red pill?
0: And now, here are your hosts, Scott and Zena. Hello, and welcome back to Bible Mysteries Podcast. I'm Brother Scott, and I'm here with...
2: Zena, and are you ready to swallow the red
0: pill? We hope they're ready. We're going <laughs> to swallow a pretty interesting pill today. Ooh. Yeah, we're going to talk about transhumanism. Ooh, Have that's... you heard that word?
2: No. Uh,
0: if I... Threw that out the beginning uh, without ever giving you an explanation. What comes to your mind? Um,
2: someone who's part human, part something else.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I would say that's pretty accurate. Um, uh, transhumanism is actually a movement that's been going on for some time now. Really? Uh, I, I call it a movement. Maybe it's a philosophy or it's a belief, but it's something that's gaining a lot more traction as we... Uh, Get the technology to maybe make it possible. Okay. So and it kind of ties into the whole idea of evolution, because evolution is that you know we evolve from amoebas to fish to monkeys to men. And uh, if that's true, then it doesn't stop there. So yeah. what's the next stage? If we're human, if we're Homo sapiens right, as human beings, then the next stage would be more like a god.
2: Well, I'm okay with the way that I am right now.
0: (laughs) I kind of like the way you are right now, too. Yeah,
2: you know, I'm not very keen on change too much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to look at transhumanism from this from the lens of scripture. I'm going to give some references to the, their belief and their philosophy, but we're going to tie it into the Bible and see. This is nothing new, as okay. always. Uh, this is essentially, in my opinion, exactly what Satan offered the very first human. Okay. Adam and Eve were offered in Genesis chapter three, verse one. The the promise to, if they do a certain thing or if they disobey God, they can be like a God. Okay. So we'll go to Genesis 3, verse 1, and we'll read, now the serpent was was more subtil. It's actually spelled S-U-B-T-I-L. And we think the word subtle, Yes. which you don't pronounce the B, right? And it's T-L-E, S-U-B-T-L-E. Uh, but it means like a smooth and... Um, you know, easy, subtle, Uh, but it literally was originally spelled this way, subtil. Sub means under, Mm -hmm. like a submarine, all right? Till is like to till the ground. You use your hands to dig. So subtil literally means underhanded, sneaky, tricky, deceitful. Yeah, Yeah, so when we hear the word subtle now, it's completely removed from what it originally was. Yeah. So the serpent was more subtle, sneaky, than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman... Yea, hath God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. We mentioned the tree of life last week and the tree of the knowledge Mm -hmm. of good and evil. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And that was that tree they weren't supposed to eat from. Yes, They were supposed to die that day, and as we discussed last week a little bit, They didn't die that day. God killed an animal in their place, a picture of what would come in Jesus Christ. Yes. But verse four is the pivotal verse, because the serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die. So he literally defies God's word. He lies, and he says, you shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, illuminated, and ye shall be as God's knowing good and evil. And so that lure tempted her, and they ended up taking the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, uh, the tree. So they disobeyed God because they were tempted to want to be like the gods. Yes. More than what they were. Mm -hmm. The Bible says man was made a little lower than the angels. So I think they could have seen angels, both fallen and good and seen that they were higher than them in might and power, and went, I want to be more like that. And grass is always greener, right?
2: Yeah. Mm -mm. Grass is not (laughs) always greener on the other side. Remember that.
0: (laughs) That's right, which is the lesson they learned right here. So my belief, and what I'm going to try to prove today, is that the mystery of transhumanism is no mystery at all. It's the same promise of eternal life, and godlike status that Mm -hmm. the serpent gave to Adam and Eve in the garden. Okay. And that it's just another mixture of that. All right? So first, we're going to go to Encyclopedia Britannica online, and I'll post this in the show notes for the links if anybody's interested. And we're going to define what is transhumanism. It is a social and philosophical movement devoted to promoting the research and development of robust, Human Enhancement Technologies. Now, right off the bat, that kind of sounds good, you know, like the bionic man, right? Maybe with bionics, you know, I can be better, faster, stronger, like Steve Austin.
2: lived heavier.
0: (laughs) Right. And really, uh, there's a lot of terms for this. It's like human uh, 2.0, post-humanism, all kind of stuff, you know. Really? Yeah. (laughs) And if you think about it, and and i know this is maybe true more for me than for you cuz we've joked about you're not really a marvel comics <laughs> <laughs> fan but we are sort of fascinated with superheroes yes you know all throughout history men have told legends and tales of heroes with superior strength or superior whatever and uh, both men and women and the gods literally became uh, in many cases Um, superhuman, or at least demigods, which was part human and part god in these myths and legends. And I think a lot of that was based in truth. The Titans uh, Mm -hmm. of the Greek mythology and Gilgamesh and all that, the Anunnaki of the Babylonians are basically talking about what happened in Genesis 6, when the sons of God took the daughters of men, Mm -hmm. right? So they were superhuman giants, Nephilim, right? Uh, and I think man would love to get back to that, you know, to find a way to blend the two if he could. Rather than go through the source of eternal life, they want to do it on their own. Okay. So we're getting the technological capabilities of biometrics and things. So let's keep reading. Such technologies—we're talking about robust human enhancement technologies— such technologies would augment or increase human sensory reception. Emotive ability, that scares me. You know, emoti- emotions. Mm-hmm. So um, we struggle to control our emotions now. Yeah. What if you had supercharged emotions? You know, and if, if that could be just applied to love, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. But what about anger and hate? Boy. You know, imagine somebody that is hateful enough to want to murder someone now, and they augment their hatred into, you know, it's I, again, I I joke about Marvel comics, but the superhero Captain America mm-hmm. was the first super soldier, and he was literally given a, a enhancement to become stronger, better, and everything else. And one of their concerns in the beginning was they had to pick the man for the experiment to do this to that had a genuine, pure heart. Because if he had been evil, it would have enhanced his evil.
2: Yeah Talk right. about a super sociopath.
0: Yeah, and, which is literally what ended up happening with Red Skull and mm-hmm. you know the, the, the archenemy of Captain America. And as I have said before, I think a lot of these stories and fiction portraying this stuff is based on what's really coming. Yeah, or maybe what happened in the past and will happen again. It's just fiction from our perspective, but maybe it's not, you know. Uh, There wasn't really a Captain America and a Red Skull, but is there something coming that's going to be a super soldier like him? And unfortunately, it's going to go awry and not be a good, genuine Boy Scout like Captain America. So it's going to augment human sensory reception, emotive ability, or cognitive capacity, your, your brain capability, as well as radically improve human health and extend human lifespans. Now, what men are looking for is eternal life. Yeah. But without accountability to God. Mm-hmm. Such modifications to the human body, resulting from the addition of biological or physical technologies, would be more or less permanent and integrated into the human body. So essentially, it's man is saying, we're not content to wait another million years for human evolution to take a natural course because they believe in evolution. Mm -hmm. They're going to help push it along through science, right, through technology. Uh, Quoting still from the same um, Encyclopedia Britannica website, the movement has evolved since its beginnings as a loose association of groups dedicated to The word is extropianism, which is a philosophy devoted to the transcendence of human limits, meaning we want to get beyond what we're limited in so we can increase our brain capacity, we can increase our strength, whatever. Uh, It it went beyond that. It is now principally divided between adherents of two visions of (laughs) post-humanity. Think of that term, post-humanity. Yeah. Post means after. Excuse me, after humanity, there's the belief that there will be those who evolve through this mechanism into being beyond humans, post humans, better than humans. Okay. Wouldn't that make everybody that remains human lesser in their eyes? Yes. And hence expendable, persecuted? I mean, we do experiments. You know, medical experiments on animals, you know, and while there's people that would disagree with that, like PETA and what have you, um, they do it because they're considered to be non-sentient or less than human. Mm -hmm. Well, what if you were considered less than the next version of human so that they could experiment on you? You know, but you're just a rabbit. Yeah. You know, what what difference does it make how you think or feel? Or there would be no need for any justice for you because you're just, you're a human. Yeah. You know, you're not what we are now. We've evolved and you're left behind. You're just a caveman.
2: (laughs) Well, then I'll be a cool caveman. You'll
0: be the cool caveman. (laughs) So that's where this is headed. Transhumanism is principally divided between adherence of two visions of post-humanity, one in which technological and genetic improvements have created a distinct species of radically enhanced humans And the other in which greater than human machine intelligence emerges. So there's kind of two schools. One, they want it to be more radically enhanced, maybe through chemical or or whatever. And the other through human mixture of machinery, so biometrics, bionics, Things like that. Uh, but either way, they're seeking to accomplish the same thing. Yeah. Uh, an evolution of our capabilities but to become gods, mm-hmm. superhuman. The second strain of transhumanism holds a contrasting view that social institutions, such as religion, traditional notions of marriage and child rearing, and Western perspectives of freedom not only can influence the trajectory of technological development, but could ultimately retard or halt it. And what that means is they're saying, you know what's standing in our way of becoming superhumans? The ethics of Christian morality, of Western traditions, of traditional notions of marriage and child rearing. And they want to remove all of that. It's under attack right now anyway. You know, under the guise of things that seem to be just, you mm-hmm. know, socialism seems like they want to give everybody equal share. Yeah, CRT, uh, whatever. You could you could look at all the different isms that are out there, and they're all claiming to seek some form of equity and justice, but in reality, they're all attacking the same things: Christian values. Western values—they we got to get rid of them yeah. because once we get rid of them, then the ethical hurdles of is it okay to experiment on a human being are gone. You know, genetics, chimeras—we talked about mixing human and animal DNA. You know, in a test tube—that's weird. Well, they're doing it. They're doing it now, and uh, so the uh, the very. Uh, thing that hinders them from being able to go and legally do this is being attacked and eroded away so that they're free to just explode with these experiments and take it as far as they want to go, you know? And I believe Satan is giving them the technology to do it, you know? yeah. And the satanic global elite, as we talked about in agenda 2030 episode. Now to quote a, um, a man who wrote a book to be a machine and the author's name is Mark O'Connell, uh, and this is from an article in Guardian.com. So it's, a, it's a, a, an article called No Death and an Enhanced Life is the Future Transhumanism. So essentially, eternal life without God is what transhumanism is all about. Okay. And they quote this author, Mark O'Connell, in his book, To Be a Machine, where he says, "...it is their belief... That we can and should eradicate aging as a cause of death. That we can and should use technology to augment our bodies and our minds. That we can and should merge with machines, remaking ourselves finally in the image of our own higher ideals. You know, in remaking ourselves the image of our own God, essentially, as yeah. uh, higher ideals, is just another way of saying you know they want to be gods of, of because they want to be what they imagine God to be, mm-hmm. rather than go through the source of eternal life. They're trying to find a way to cheat it, you know, and. Uh, you know, it's, we're wanting to get back to the way things were because Adam lived 930 years, Methuselah 969 years, you know. So imagine being able to live a 1,000 years. At one time, we did. Yeah. We were genetically less damaged than we are now. There were other reasons for that. But we're going to find out that the Bible even says that God has now placed a limit on the age of people. Not without exception. Mm -hmm. You've heard of people living to be 100. Yeah. And then some people die very young. Very true. uh, But um, let's start with a passage that we've read before, and we've discussed uh, more than one occasion from Ecclesiastes about nothing new under the sun, Mm -hmm. remember? And so chapter 1, verse 9, just to refresh our listener. Bless you. And that's our dog sneezing there, (laughs) Charlie the Wonder Dog. Bless you. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done, and there is no new thing under the sun. So we think about the fallen angels... Mixing with men, creating giants, human-nephilim hybrids, whatever. Uh, Is there anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new? It hath been already of old time, which was before us. There is no remembrance of former things, neither shall there be any remembrance of things that are to come with those that shall come after. Somebody once said that those that don't uh, study history are doomed to repeat it. Yes. You know, so it's kind of from this scripture here. It's the idea that we ignore history to our detriment because we've been warned in types in the scripture, this is what happens when you fool around with the natural order. And um, what ended up happening was a, an entire human race of Nephilim and a bloodline that was corrupted except for one man, one family, Noah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Christ even said, as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And we can look into many things about that, but it's all pointing to another mixture of angel and human genetically. Yeah.
2: You don't want to mess with that stuff.
0: Well, if man is saying we want to be enhanced, we want to be transhuman, we want to be posthuman, whatever, Satan's going to go, hey, I got just what you're looking for. Because he's Uh, the the one that said, you shall be as gods, right? So going back to Genesis 3, verse 22, we read this last week, but I'm just going to remind our listeners that the tree of life was the source of eternal life at that time. Mm -hmm. And after man sinned, God put them out of the garden. He said, lest he take and eat of the tree of life and live forever. So man no longer has access to the tree of life, uh, at least not on the planet, as it was at the time. And as we discussed last week, the source of eternal life now is through Jesus Christ. He is the tree of life. Yes. So man doesn't want to do that. Man doesn't want to go to God and acknowledge he's God. Man wants to be a God. Transhumanism is his attempt to become a God. So he's trying to find a way into eternal life without God, without Jesus Christ, without the tree of life. Now, he knows... Because we've seen historically, and it's a scientific fact, that for many centuries, mankind's age limit has been set right around 80 years. Yes. You know, uh, give or take. Uh, We see that in the scriptures, Psalm 90, and here's the limitation that, you know, it's just like man to say, I don't like God's limits. We're going to throw off his boundaries and his uh, whatever. So we'll start reading in verse one of Psalm 90. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting thou art God. So this psalm opens with acknowledgement of God being the creator and always existing. Thou turnest man to destruction and sayest, return ye children of men. In other words, he gave men up to go be destructive when they could have followed him. And he says, but come back, I'll take you back. You know, and that's been the whole process of redemption from the beginning is man turned away from God and rebelled, and God says, Here's a way back. Yeah. If you'll just receive it. And man doesn't want to do that. For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past, and as a watch in the night. And we've talked about a day with the Lord is like a thousand years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's hard for us to conceive. A thousand years in thy sight is but a moment, uh, or as but as yesterday, when it's past. We can't think of a thousand years as a single night, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, But we will. With eternal life, a thousand years would be a drop in the bucket. Yeah. That's hard to comprehend.
2: That is. You know?
0: Um, He says, thou carriest them away as with a flood, they are as asleep. In the morning they are like grass which groweth up. In the morning it flourisheth and groweth up. In the evening it is cut down and withereth. And he's talking about the a man's lifetime is is a, is nothing. It's a blink of an eye to God. Mm-hmm. It's we're just that uh, finite. You know we're that uh, short in in time. For we are consumed by thine anger. And by thy wrath, we are troubled. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. And he's basically talking about all mankind here. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are three score years and ten. And we talked about a score in the past. Do you remember how long that is?
2: Ooh. No, I don't.
0: That's all right. It's it's something we've only mentioned a few times, but it's an old way of counting, and we don't count this way anymore. A score is 20.
2: See, and I was going to say 14. Good thing I didn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you wouldn't have been too far off. So if a score is 20, three score would be 60. Mm-hmm. So three score and 10 is 70 years. Yes. So he's saying the days of our years are three score and 10 years, and if by reason of strength they be four score years... 80, yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Meaning, even if you live 80 years, and obviously we know there's people that have lived 90 and even 100 years, Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it's usually the ones that don't... uh, Claim that their secret is, oh, I ate healthy and I exercise and everything else. You know. No,
2: yeah, I think there was a lady on the news and she was like, ah, I just drink a lot of Bud Light. <laughs>
0: yeah, smoke cigars. Yeah, right? I'm like, what? George Burns, I think he lived to be almost 100, and he said, I drink, I drank a uh, scotch and a and a cigar every day. You know? <laughs> but uh, and it's just, everybody's different, you know. But he says, who knoweth the power of thine anger, even according to thy fears, so is thy wrath. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. So the lesson is we really only have 70, 80 years. Okay. Maybe through uh, medical advancements and things like that, we can extend that a little bit. But back in the day, you didn't. You were ancient when you were 60. Yeah, you know, and uh, and so now uh, we tend to not think of that in terms of oh we should our days are short so we should consider our lives we can we should seek wisdom what does God want from me I may only live eighty years but then I'm gonna spend eternity somewhere mm-hmm. where is that gonna be Yeah, and we ignore that anymore. It's not something people think of, and now people with a lot of money and resources. Hence the satanic global elite are saying we now have the resources and the technology to give ourselves eternal life. So we don't need God.
2: It's not gonna work that way, people. It's
0: not gonna work, you know. If we go to the 49th Psalm.
2: Psalms has so many chapters. Oh,
0: yeah, 150. Wowzer. <laughs> yeah, a lot. They that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches. None of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their soul is precious, and it ceaseth forever. Wow. Think about that. So those that think they have money, they think that they can extend their lives forever, but they can't. They couldn't offer any amount of money to give God a ransom for the soul of their brother. You know? Not not one not one amount of money is sufficient to buy God off. Yeah. You know that he should live forever and not see corruption. I was they say there's no you're not rich enough to be able to bargain with God and say, Oh, if you'll just let me live.
2: He's like not gonna happen.
0: Because what's gonna happen is it's appointed unto men once, and after that the judgment. Mm -hmm. Everyone is gonna face God, the creator. And we're gonna stand to give an account of ourselves. And the satanic global elite, with all their wealth, are not gonna be able to avoid that day of judgment. And it's coming. So he says, For he seeth that wise men die, likewise the fool and the brutish person perish. Brutish is not a word we use very much anymore. No. What do you think of a brutish person?
2: It sounds like brewery. Brewery? Yeah.
0: Has anybody ever heard anybody ever called a brute? No. It means like they're just a big, dumb ox. Like, uh, you know, I don't want to—I I love football, so I'm not going to imply <laughs> that football players are brutes. But you want a guy to be a bit of a brute on your defensive line, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want a refrigerator, Perry, you know. <laughs> I want a guy who's just a huge hook of a man. But, um, but the, the implication is a brute might be big and strong like an ox, but he's not that smart. You know, and that's not true of football players because they have to know what they're doing.
2: True, <clears throat> yeah. but they do lose a lot of brain cells.
0: Yeah, that's true when they get knocked around enough. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I didn't think about that. What about like MMA fighters? Can I'd you imagine? Their, or boxers?
2: Goodness gracious, yeah. And then they get like the cauliflower deer. From <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: All Yeah. Nope. So he uses the word brutish here as in... Um, for he see it that wise men die; likewise, the fool and the brutish person perish, and leave their wealth to others. So there, there's no respect to persons. Yeah. We all die, and it doesn't matter how much money you have or how smart you think you are. Their inward thought is that their houses shall continue forever, and their dwelling places to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. So the people that are rich think you. Know, you, you see, people put their names on buildings. Yeah. And whatever. Uh, nevertheless. Man being in honor abideth not. He is like the beasts that perish. I mean, animals die, so do men. This their way is their folly, foolishness. Yet their, pros- their posterity approve their sayings. In other words, we can see that these people die, and though they leave their name on the building, who remembers who they were? Mm-hmm. You know, they just, oh, that's the Hancock building. But do you you know why it was named after that man and who he was and what he did? (laughs) Not one bit. Like sheep, they are laid in the grave. Death shall feed on them, and the upright shall have dominion over them in the morning, and their beauty shall consume in the grave from their dwelling. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. So always there's man's way is foolishness. He thinks he can defeat God. He thinks he can live forever, and he can't. Mm -hmm. The Bible says 80 years. That's your best bet. Eighty years. Yeah.
2: What am I going to look like at eighty?
0: Uh, well, I can tell you, I'm I'm on my way there. <laughs> so it doesn't get any better, that's for sure. <clears throat> so interestingly, man, with all his wisdom, thinks he can outsmart God. Yeah. He thinks I can live forever. We're going to find a way to extend life and to enhance our uh, capabilities, instead of getting the body that God would grant us in eternal life through Jesus Christ, that would be, I'll use the word, superhuman, because we'll be back to the way we were originally designed, Mm -hmm. instead of in a sinful body, a glorified body. Uh, And hence probably why we're fascinated with superheroes and things like that, because we we want to return home.
2: Well, isn't there like a lab or a farm where... They're freezing people's bodies to bring them back.
0: Oh, yeah. Cryogenics. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the study of, of the ability to, at some point, they're going to have the cure for cancer. So a person who's got cancer that's incurable, they freeze them. And then in the future, they're going to have the cure. So they're going to thaw them out and cure their cancer. And it's all part of transhumanism, really. But it's
2: like, how are you going to give them back life? Their life has already taken... like. They're not chickens. Yeah. You can't just thaw them out.
0: <laughs> interesting. <Ta-da!
2: laughs>
0: so it's interesting that in the book of Daniel, Zena, uh, one of the prophets of God, he talks about the last days mm-hmm. and he describes it with these words. In Daniel 12, verse four, he says, But thou, O Daniel, this was like an angel talking to Daniel, and he gave him a whole bunch of stuff to write down. And then after he finished, he tells him, Seal up the book. Until the right time. Okay. So I'm paraphrasing. He says, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Hi, we hope you're enjoying the podcast, but I want to take a moment to remind you of something very important.
1: There are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know.
0: And the world is fast approaching the end game and we want to expose the coming deception before time runs out.
1: Freedom of speech is under attack and evil elements within governments and multinational corporations are trying to prevent you from learning the truth. Scott and I are being censored by social media platforms as we speak.
0: This is true, so you can help us use the satanic global elites own tools against them. Subscribe to Bible Mysteries Premium Podcasts so the controlled media can't shut us down.
1: We can use our own platforms to help expose them and keep you informed. But to do that, we need your support. Help us to go full-time with Bible Mysteries.
0: Just $7 a month gives you every current episode ad-free without these annoying appeals. You also get full access to our special guest interviews and special events, downloadable show notes, our Bible Mysteries monthly newsletter and access to the community forum where we answer your questions. Just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com to help us stop the assault on Christianity and free speech.
1: And don't forget, you can always donate any amount to support us at utbnow.com. These gifts are tax deductible.
0: Thanks again, and here's the show. So the reference is, The things that you wrote down, some of it we have now, the book of Daniel. And then some of it, he said, seal it until the time of the end. Okay. All right. The time of the end, which I believe we're approaching, but it's characterized by this phrase, many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall be increased. Now, let's take those two phrases, running to and fro. Now, people ran to and fro in Daniel's day. Mm -hmm. I mean, they could ride a horse or they could ride a mule or they could just run. (laughs) So that's nothing new. Yeah. So it must be more than what it was. Yeah. So what do you think he meant by people will run to and fro and compare, for the sake of argument, how they might have traveled then, 3,000 years ago, to how we can travel today?
2: Well, we have cars, electric cars. Yeah. You know, plug-in stations blows my mind. And then (laughs) obviously back then they had you know buggies yeah and horses and, and mules took a
0: lot longer
2: very a lot longer
0: to us today in our modern world not for everybody but for plenty of people it's nothing to be a world traveler no you know and not all of us have that benefit you know i haven't been many places myself Neither. yeah <laughs> but it's but i could if i needed to mm-hmm. fly to paris or moscow or china or Australia, you know, I wouldn't want to go any of those places right now, <laughs> No, <laughs> but uh, now nah, I should be careful because my daughter would love to go to Paris, you know, uh, but we can do that in a matter of hours Yes, in a jet plane. So that's pretty impressive when you think about it. Uh, that was inconceivable in this time. And even in the time of Jesus, I mean, he barely traveled in a small area of the, the, the land of Israel. He, he never left it, you mm-hmm. know, hardly. And, um, and Paul, who was the most traveled apostle of the Scriptures, sailed where he went, if it was a significant journey. But he never left the Mediterranean region. Okay, you know, which is a large area. Yeah. But compared to flying to, from New York to Paris,
2: I know. Could you imagine sailing? Oh, I'd get sick.
0: Oh yeah, and he encountered shipwrecks several times. You know, was was literally floating on wood in the night in the middle of the ocean. You know, nope. yeah, not, not for me. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> so I think when he says many shall run to and fro, he's talking about we would advance technologically to where we can be in places quickly, mm-hmm. running to and fro. And then he says, and knowledge shall be increased. And look at what we're able to do right now. Yeah. We're talking about extending life through the melding of genetics and machines. Mm-hmm. And whatever else. So I think the time is going to be right to where this transhumanism is going to basically be Satan can say, okay, they're ready. We'll come down and we'll offer them this whatever. Uh, You shall be as gods, right? And it's going to be the mark of the beast that will change them, transform them, and they'll get their wish. They'll become transhuman But when they do, there's no going back. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be satanic, fallen angel DNA intermingling. According to Daniel chapter 2, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. Pretty scary. That is pretty scary. Now, in Matthew chapter 24, and we'll start to wrap this up a little bit, uh, Jesus talks about those days. And last week, I even mentioned that he said of that time, it's going to be like it was in the days of Noah. So there's something about the involvement with fallen angels and humans in Noah's time mm-hmm. that's going to happen again. But he says in chapter 24, verse 23, uh, he's warning them about Antichrist. And he says, "Then if any man shall say unto you, "Lo, here is Christ," are uh, there, believe it not, for there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders. So false Christs, Antichrist. And false prophets, and we know they're in the book of Revelation, are going to show great signs and wonders. What are these signs and wonders? Insomuch so that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I've told you before, elect is like the ones that have believed on God and they're his saints, His people. So they're chosen, they're special because they believe on Jesus Christ, and God's going to protect them. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, from this. Now, uh, we're delivered from the wrath to come, but there's going to be an Israel of God during this time, and he's going to protect them. Now, if it weren't for God's provision, even the elect could be deceived by these signs and wonders. So something is going to be so significant, such a strong deception, that it will deceive the whole world. Yeah. What could that be? Well, we're looking at transhumanism. We're thinking about um, wanting to live forever. You've got men pursuing the technology to enhance their lives and their human capabilities. So what if an alien came down? Yeah. I'm playing. And they said, we are your ancient ancestors, and we've been watching you evolve, and you're ready for the next phase of evolution. All you have to do is take this thing that we give you, and you will become like us. You know, wouldn't that make sense? Mm-hmm. The world would be ripe for that, especially the satanic global elite, because they're the ones pursuing this. Uh, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, we read about this false Christ that's coming in verse 7 For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. And we can get into that another time. Uh, we're actually going to talk about the mystery of iniquity in another episode. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. I don't even have time to cover that passage in great detail, but the reason why the Antichrist hasn't yet appeared is because of you and I. Okay. Believers. If if you call yourself a believer, having trusted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are God's people on the earth still. And until he takes us out of the way... He can't pour his wrath out. Mm -hmm. So we're here to do the service that he wants us to do until he's done. Okay. And when he's done and he takes us out in the event we call the rapture, then he will pour his wrath out on the world. And the thing that's been holding back the revealing of the Antichrist has been the church, has been his people. Okay. So only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. We are holding back, letting Holding back the Antichrist until we're taken out of the way. And then, when we're out of the way, shall that wicked be revealed. And wicked is a capital W, like a pronoun. Okay, I mean, like a proper noun. Excuse me, that wicked be revealed. Well, who is that wicked? Satan. Give you two guesses, right? (laughs) (laughs) And one doesn't count. That wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of His mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of His coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan. So it's Satan in this guy. The wicked is the Antichrist Uh, with all power. And signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. So God's going to pour his wrath out on those that reject the truth. And this one that's coming, the wicked, is going to deceive them. Well, what would be the perfect delusion to deceive them with? You shall be his gods. Mm -hmm. Nothing new under the sun, right? He's just going to do what he's always done. And it says, for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion. It's not just the devil doing it. God's allowing it. God is going to use him to send the delusion. Because all this time, they've had the opportunity to accept God's gift, grace. Yeah. Christ died for your sins. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Man says, nope, I'm not going to go that way. I'm going to do it my way. I want to live forever without God. So God says, fine, choose your delusion, because that's what you're going to get when they're ready. And when we're taken out of the way, God sends the Antichrist, who thinks he's doing it of his own accord, but he doesn't know God is using him. Mm -hmm. And he's going to offer them what they've always wanted. Yeah. You can have eternal life without God through me, Satan.
2: Don't take it.
0: Don't take it. (laughs) And he says they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And that's ultimately what this transhumanism is setting the stage for. Now it kind of seems like a weird thing, but it's not weird to the satanic global elite it is their whole belief system. It is their being. And Richmond talk about the incorporation of AI into human technology. Elon Musk talks about it. He warns a little bit about it, but at the same time, he's advancing it. Very true. Yeah. So it's weird. And so what if the delusion is you'll become as gods, you'll get what you want, transhuman, or posthuman, or whatever you want to call it. How would they do that? Well, let's go to Revelation 13. What if this is the mystery behind the mark of the beast? Revelation 13, verse 16, and he causeth all, he's talking about the false prophet who promotes the Antichrist, the false Christ. He causeth all both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Now notice that there's no distinction here, rich and poor, small and great, mm-hmm. free and bond, which implies that during this time there's going to be slaves again. Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean there's slavery in the world today. Yeah. We don't talk about it, but it's in these certain countries, you know. I I would argue that in a um it's not the only example, but in a, say, a Muslim country, if you're a woman, you are pretty much cattle according to that religion. Yeah. It Depending on how extreme they view their doctrine, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and you're under the control of a man or your husband or something. You know, until recently, I think you couldn't even drive a car in Saudi Arabia if you were a woman.
2: What? Yeah. I'm not moving there. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, you know, you can, it's, it's a matter of degrees. Yeah. How far do you want to call it that? But I consider that slavery, bond or free. And then he says, um, they receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. That is dangerously close to some things we're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. You can't get a job if you're not jabbed. Yeah. Or you can't go into this establishment and shop if you're not if you don't meet these requirements, you know. Here is wisdom. Let him that under hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 603 score and 6. Now, we don't talk a whole lot about this, but 666, you've heard of that. Yes. That's probably something you've been made aware of most of your mm-hmm. life, you know. Numbers in the Bible mean things, you know, and they're significant. Um, 6 is the number of man. Man was created on the 6th day. Yeah. Okay. So 3 is the number of perfection if you will. God is a trinity. He's okay. father, he's son, he's holy spirit according to the scriptures. And so he's the it's it's like a divine perfection if you will. Well, man wants to be god. So if man is six, but God is three, then how can man become a God? Six times three.
2: Nine. Six, oh, six, six. Oh, no, not six. six, Well, I'm oh. just saying three, six. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, not an actual multiple. It would be 18, right? Six times three. 18, uh, But it's divisible. You yeah. Know? So so you're talking about, you know, and, and God is a mathematician, so <laughs> far better than I am. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> But uh, so three sixes, you know, is like the picture of man claiming to be God. Okay. That's the very meaning of those three sixes. It's a man, but he's part angel because that's what the Antichrist is going to be. Okay. He's a Nephilim, right? So he wants to be God. So he's going to basically be that. I'm more than human. I'm a God. And you can be too if you take the mark. Hence, the delusion. The world will... And, and you'll be required to take it no matter who you are. So something... There's going to be a governmental system that controls everything you do at that point so that you have no choice. Yeah. You know, Unless you want to die. And there will be those that refuse and they'll die. Uh, in Revelation 9, verse 1, we read, And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth. And to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And we've talked about this before, Apollyon. Remember that name? Yes, I do. And he opened the bottomless pit. This angel that has the key to the bottomless pit is probably Lucifer. Okay, And there arose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth. And we've talked about this before. Remember, these creatures come out of the bottomless pit, and unto them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. Yes. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the earth. the, the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. So the men that have not the seal of God in their foreheads have what? The mark?
2: Yeah, of the beast. Of
0: the beast, right? So they have it in their hand or their foreheads. And to them, it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. And in those days, men shall seek death and shall not find it and shall desire to die and death shall flee from them. If you put all this together with transhumanism, what do you think might be happening? How is it that they torment them for five months, but they can't die?
2: Because they have eternal life.
0: Right. Through what?
2: Transhuman.
0: There you go. I <laughs> believe the transhumanism is going to be something that will ultimately be culminated in the mark of the beast. Mm-hmm. And once they take it, they can't die Yeah. through the normal means. They're not human anymore. And they now they're in such agony from these creatures. They want to die, but they can't. So it's almost like transhumanism is setting the world up for this torment Yeah. to fulfill God's scripture. That's the price they pay for becoming Post-human, whatever. Don't
2: take the mark, guys. It's not that great.
0: Don't do it. Speaking of Mark, I'm going to go to the book of Mark, (laughs) a different Mark. But uh, there's a passage here that I think is very telling and it's it's basically what you just said. She just gave you a warning, folks. Well, here's Christ's wording of the same warning that uh, that Olivia, that, that <laughs> Zena, I called her my daughter's name, that Zena uh, said in Mark 8:35. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospel's the same shall save it for and i'm going to i bet you've heard this expression before for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul
2: i've heard that before you've heard that before yeah yeah,
0: yeah it's a famous passage of scripture or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul and like we read earlier in the psalm you can't buy your yeah. soul you can't buy another moment all right, You can't extend your life through technology. You may think you can, mm-hmm. but it's a delusion that the wicked one is going to use to trick you into thinking. Don't fall for this transhumanism. Whatsoever therefore shall be, rather whosoever, therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words and this adulterous and sinful generation. Of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. The reason why Christ would be ashamed of anybody that rejected him is because they chose that path to seek eternal life through Satan's mechanism, through his delusion, rather than he came to redeem humanity, not transhumans, right? And then finally, the book of Hebrews chapter 9. We go to Hebrews chapter 9 because I mentioned this earlier, but we're going to read the actual verse. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment... So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. You can't escape death. It is appointed unto men once to die. There's going to be a time when you're going to die, and more importantly, after that is a judgment. Now, if Christ is your Savior, you've already been judged. Yes. You were tried, found guilty, and executed, At the cross, which was a tree, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right, Uh, in A.D. 33. And so he already took your penalty for you. Yes. And he gives us his righteousness in exchange. For those that have trusted Christ, you've already been judged. You were judged at the cross. But for those that reject him, they'll have to give an account of themselves before God. And their desire to become human, God's, ...is going to be their undoing. Yeah. Because ultimately, there is no eternal life without Jesus Christ, and they'll face the judgment for that decision. Um, Long ago, according to the book of Romans, Paul said that God um, gave man up uh, to worship the creature rather than the Creator. Yeah. And he said in Romans 1 that they, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image. And so man essentially worships the God of his own image. Instead of man being in the image of God, he wants to make God in the image of man. Yeah. Right? And therefore, he's not aware that that's against the natural order. Or he's aware of it. He doesn't care. And so what he doesn't realize is that there's going to be a judgment. According to Romans 2, we're sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. Men wanting to follow the path of their own imagination, image, right, idols, are going to stand to give an account someday. And when they do, they'll have to explain to the Creator why they wouldn't acknowledge Him as God Yeah, and worship the creature, which is Satan, mm-hmm. the creature. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body, whether it's good or bad. So I would rather be judged in Christ too. than be judged according to my own works and own merits. Because when God comes to judge the world, it says he will punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity. And he's not holding back. We've covered many verses in other episodes. and. Maybe we can do a more in-depth study sometime about the wrath of God that's coming. But boy, what's coming? And by the way, I want to say something uh, in closing here. One of the things that's going to happen to the planet when God pours his wrath out, it says the earth is going to reel to and fro like a drunkard and that the earth will turn upside down. Now, there's a lot of people out there that write me and ask me if I believe the earth is flat. And I'm going to tell you the answer is no. It is not flat. And the Bible tells you that it's not. Because how does a flat pancake reel to and fro like a drunkard and turn upside down? If it turned upside down, wouldn't everybody fall off of it? Yep. (laughs) So, and it also refers to the circle of the earth. So. Don't waste your time with the flat earth stuff it's not a grand conspiracy of the devil to try to trick you into not believing in God. He's got far more effective tools than that yeah okay it's it's a waste of time. don't get caught up in that it's not it's it's not important and it's not relevant. The earth is a sphere all the planets are spheres and um, there is it's hollow on the inside. Because hell is a compartment within that. You can't have a hollow earth if it's a flat pancake. Yeah. So just you need to get your mind away from that form of thinking. And I'm sorry if it offends some of you that are staunch flat earthers, but <laughs> that's the wrong conspiracy. Trust me, it's not, it's not preventing men from getting saved. It just makes you look like you're loopy. Okay. Now, um, <laughs> in closing, I'm going to go to 2 Peter chapter 3. You know, I wouldn't address it if I didn't get so many emails about it. And and these are sincere believers, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be uh, ugly to them. I just want them to really uh, focus their attention on something more relevant. <laughs> um, but he says... Um, in in second Peter three, three, knowing this first that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. And it's kind of interesting that in the last days the scoffers acknowledge creation. Yeah somehow they seem to be back to that. It's almost like evolution maybe has disappeared. Mm -hmm. But anyway, he says, For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment. And perdition of ungodly men. And the point Peter is making here is that men think, he's not coming. We don't have to face any judgment. That's all a bunch of baloney. There's no God. Or or maybe they think he's something else. Well, what they don't understand is God's judged the world once before, twice as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. The first flood of Genesis 1-2 and the flood of Noah. And in both instances, it was satanic angelic rebellion. what do you think is going to be the cause for the last judgment? Satanic, angelic rebellion. That's right. With men involved, right? And so uh, the reason why God has delayed the wrath is because he's trying to get you to return to him. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been nearly 2,000 years of the offer of grace, but I believe that offer is going to come to a close very soon. Don't fall for transhumanism. Whosoever believe in Jesus Christ will not perish, but have everlasting life. He's the only source of eternal life. You're not going to live through ever, forever through technology. And Jesus said, you search the scriptures, and then you think you have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me, but you will not come to me that you might have life. Yeah. People say, have a come to Jesus moment. Mm-hmm. Come to Jesus. Believe on him for eternal life. That's the only hope you have. Thank you, Zena.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. I hope that transhumanism has given you at least some pause to think about what yeah. the, where the world is heading. not headed. going
2: to see any doctors anytime soon. I'm just just <laughs> Don't kidding. let them put any bionic implants <laughs> yeah, in Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, ah, nay, 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 I'm good. Um, But thank you guys for joining us as always. Like, share, subscribe, leave a comment down below. We do read them and we do enjoy interacting with you guys.
0: Absolutely. And since I know I'm going to get a lot of uh, nasty emails now about Flat Earth, uh, (laughs) I just want you to know that uh, we we can do a, a podcast episode about that sometime, but I've been holding off on that because... I just, uh, I've been trying to sift through the myriad of illogical um, uh, proof that they show. And unfortunately, it's just not there. So, uh, anyway, uh, I appreciate it even if you do disagree with us. We are happy that you would support us. UTB Now is our website, utbnow.com. Yes. And you can write me at now at gmail.com. So I hope that something we've said today will make you realize that life is short. Very true. And where you're going to spend eternity is going to depend on how you receive the Prince of Life, the author of eternal life, which is Jesus Christ. Yes. So thanks for watching today.
2: You guys have a good one. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening today. If you like what you heard,
0: Please subscribe to Bible Mysteries and share it with a friend. If you want to learn more, you can go to Unlock the Bible Now. That's utbnow.com.